The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor QNB. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com. Well, now it's time for our daily Bloomberg Law Brief, exploring legal issues in the news. And the Law Brief is brought to you by American Arbitration Association. Business disputes are inevitable. Resolve faster with the American Arbitration Association, the global leader in alternative dispute resolution for over 90 years. More at ADR.org. Bloomberg Law hosts June Grasso and Greg Storr discuss President Trump's executive order that could rescind national monument designations. They speak with Charles Warren, a partner at Kramer Levin Naftalis and Frankel, and John Leshy, professor at the University of California Hastings College of Law. John Leshy, let me start with you. Where does the authority come from in the first place for a president to designate uh, an area of land uh, or an area of, uh, of the sea as a national monument? It comes from the Antiquities Act of 1906, a statute Congress passed uh, back then that has actually been one of the uh, most used and most successful conservation statutes in American history. It applies only to federal land, does not apply to state or private land, uh, but it authorizes the president to set aside uh, and protect objects of historic or scientific interest on those lands. Practically every president since 1906 has used this authority, presidents of both parties, and set aside uh, well over 100 million acres of land onshore and several hundred million of acres of land offshore. John, let's stick on the idea that a president might completely rescind as opposed to scale back a national monument. Why should it be, I mean, why shouldn't this be like, you know, a president appoints somebody, a president can fire somebody? Why can't a president undo an action taken by a previous president? Well, I think it has to do with the uh, special field of public land law, uh, which has always been somewhat different from other areas of federal law. And around the same time that Congress passed the Antiquities Act in 1906, it passed a number of other statutes that authorized the president to take action to protect lands, uh, federal lands, in one way or another. And in those other statutes, it said it gave the president authority to set aside or unset aside. In other words, it specifically said you can do this or you can revoke this. But in the Antiquities Act, it stands out because it's one way. It says you can set aside and protect land, but it didn't say you could unprotect them. Chuck, national monument status has been revoked from only 11 sites, and in each of those cases, Congress took away the site's national monument status. Is that a strong indicator that it's Congress that should do this? Yes, it really is Congress that has the authority over public lands, in the United States, and they can do whatever they want, but I think uh, it's a stretch to say that the president, acting on his own, can revoke one of these things. And that's Charles Warren, a partner at Kramer 11, Naftalis and Frankel, and John Leshy, professor at the University of California Hastings College of Law, speaking with Bloomberg Law hosts June Grasso and Greg Storr. You can listen to Bloomberg Law weekdays at 1 p.m. Wall Street time here on Bloomberg Radio. Now among the top legal stories from Bloomberg Law, a trial in New York is bringing back memories of the financial crisis. The failed investment bank Lehman Brothers is trying to recover $2 billion from its old derivatives trading partner Citigroup. Lehman says Citi created phantom transaction costs to create a bankruptcy claim that would allow it to keep cash Lehman had deposited on the trades. Citi says the bank acted appropriately. 
The U.K. has warned Facebook, Google and Twitter to improve its monitoring of hate speech. A panel of lawmakers has urged Home Secretary Amber Rudd to consider making the hosting of hate content a crime. The panel's report says the companies are shamefully far from doing enough to deal with illegal and dangerous material. Facebook says it agrees that there is more it could be doing to stop hate speech. A Kuwaiti sheikh who's been a power player in soccer and the Olympic movement is quitting his soccer positions after allegations of bribery. Sheikh Ahmad al-Fahad al-Sabah had been on the governing council of FIFA, the global soccer organization. He has denied allegations made in a U.S. court that he bribed Asian officials. And that's this morning's Bloomberg Law Brief. You can find more legal news at BloombergLaw.com and BloombergBNA.com. Attorneys will find exceptional legal research and business development tools there as well. Visit BloombergLaw.com and BloombergBNA.com for more information. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Carter Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com.